I know you're launching your own. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, cool. Thanks for having me uh, speak. Jeremy, good to see you in here. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I am telling people that I'm rarely excited by uh, new endeavors these days. And for some reason, the NFT space excites me so much because I think there's so much room for innovation. And the competitor in me, I think, realizes realizes that the market is going to get oversaturated quick, in my opinion, like very, very quickly. And I think the best, most creative, most innovative NFT uh, companies are going to rise to the top. And it's going to be cool to see which ones those are. I'm yeah. buying a Nate Robinson Logan, Logan Paul highlight for sure. That'll, <laughs> that'll activate me. We yeah, we didn't mention that one. Um, I would love now that, you know, Jeremy, Darren, Farouk, Logan, you've joined the stage. What we were asking before, just as a quick anecdote, we were, we were curious if you could own any NFT highlight from anything that you've personally witnessed in sports history, what would that moment be? Um, but Stephen just pointed out a great one um, that we didn't mention on our, on our previous conversation. Yeah, my brother knocking out Nate Robinson would be a, a fantastic one. Um, man, I'm a... I'm a combat sports guy, so I'd have to go with McGregor Aldo. <laughs> I think that'd be legendary. That's pretty great. Darren, what do you think happens when there is an, sort of an inevitable market correction at some point in the NFT, particularly Top Shot game? What do you think happens given the people who are at the table owning them? Oh, well... I, I think there's I, I don't there's so much to be made right now and so much is in the hands of the top shot people, the Dapper Labs people as to what comes next. Um, uh, Roham over there hinted at me that it will be at least six months till they get out of beta. And after that, they'll release their one of one highlights. So which they've already uh, minted. That's the first tokens that they've minted. Uh, the, so I don't know. I think there's going to be people that will wait for that. But it's so hard for me to answer that question because, uh, you know, this is out of thin air. But I will say that um, there are markets that appear to be transparent and they never are. And they never are. And I don't think any market is transparent. Um and so this is this this is what's keeping people awake right now. Leaving money on the table. How are you going to hit the exact height? Um, and I just say to people, you know, just this is a great time. But whenever so someone says it's going to stay up forever, um, I always come back to uh, when I anchored this franchise documentary on CNBC, and all these people who were buying franchises didn't check with the people who failed. All they did was laugh and shake hands, and they were so happy to be with the people that were doing well at the time. Listen to the failures. Listen to what happened in the past. Find out why junk wax is junk wax. And, and just because NFTs are new doesn't mean there aren't lessons uh, of how things went wrong. Um, so it's a great time. I love the energy. There has never been in our history the energy around collecting that has existed in the last three months. Well, we were just saying right before, and Jeremy, I, I'll, I'll toss to you afterwards, but three years ago, collecting cards made you a nerd. 
three years ago. It time, the way that you know everything has changed in the last, you know, thirty six months is is really incredible. Jeremy, as somebody who I'm who I consider very uh, level headed when it comes to comparing one thing that you're investing into another, where do cards compare to NFTs in sort of your mindset right now? Very similar, and I think that good NFTs are going to be structured significantly around what we've seen is successful in the card business. I mean, I've spent a lot of time creating collectible systems in my life. And the one thing that I can tell you is that it's always easy in the very beginning of a collectible system. So if you're creating one, you better do it in a way that you can layer uh, year and year and year and year after year of content where it still makes sense to the underlying consumer so that the consumer can look at it from the top down and say, I fully understand how this all fits together. I mean, obviously, if you look at cards, you know, the fact that a lot of them celebrate sports or the ones that celebrate games celebrated by the season or by the year, um, you, you've got to treat NFTs exactly the same way. You've got to silo it. You've got to make sure that people can understand the series and understand how the numbers fit together uh, because a free-for-all is a disaster, especially when you're going to have so many players in this space so quickly. So I think that the early adopters are going to do exceptionally well. I mean, for instance, you know, NBA Top Shot is a great example of an early adopter. If they're not behind the scenes signing up the other major sports organizations, they're leaving money on the table. Um, there's uh, one that I've become very involved with called uh, Ecomi uh, or VEVE. And they're doing a lot behind um, the entertainment space. So they've signed like uh, DC brands and Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers and all this other stuff. And they claim to have 100 major brands signed because they've got a two-year head start. But at the end of the day, success is going to be about the quality of the brands that you have and how strong your collectible system is. And then never break the trust of the consumer, meaning that if you believe that it's critically important, and I do, to have secondary market value that exceeds what you've paid upfront for any digital anything or collectible anything, um, and you deliver that, then I think that, that you're gonna have uh, success over time. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead, Brooke. I was just gonna say, I'm that guy who bought like 5,000 cards, like 500 packs of Vivid Voltage and XYs and just cracked them all open. Amps hoping for the best. <laughs> oh my god. You're you're a madman. I've only been in two rooms with you and you're a madman, dude. I'm insane, Darren. And Logan, just so you know, that's what I did. Like I saw y'all's videos. I saw everything. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna get the Charizards. But you know what? Actually, I do sound like a madman, but I got a hundred and sixty cards that went to PSA as we're speaking. And that can do the whole like six to eight months wait. And so I got the whole thing going. There's like 160 cars that just left the PSA. A ton of Charizards and everything. So it's because of y'all. It's because of Buster, who's like my best friend. And he told me, just buy gritted cars. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy like a bunch of like booster boxes and just <laughs> rip them open. Oh like, why God, would dude. I? Why do I have to buy some... Uh, like graded cards so i rip everything open i think i ripped like 20 30 40 boxes open i don't even know how many but you know what i got like 50 charizards so it was totally worth it 
<laughs> and and no one had more fun than you, Farouk. Those videos were fire. Nobody had more fun than me. Nobody pulled three Charizards back to back. Nobody. I don't even care. But you know what? It was fun. It was worth it. And we'll see how much it's worth. But I know Logan had more fun pulling first editions. But you know what, Logan? I pulled some like XY uh, Charizard like and all that stuff. So it was so much fun. Yeah. For those of us who didn't see, did you penny sleeve those yourself and buy yes. the card savers and do the paperwork? Yes. Yes. So yes. I had the... So you're a true hobbyist the, now. You're, you've yes. I had the hard covers and I had the soft sleeves and everything ready and had Buster on FaceTime who was so mad at me because he was like, buy only gritted cards. Only gritted cards. <sighs> but me, I'm a gambler. So I just went for the non-gritted cards. Don't ever go for that. And it started ripping packs. I have a I have a question that anyone can answer because Farouk, that uh that feeling that you describe, I think we all know, especially any collector yes. who opened up their, their that favorite card of theirs. Um in the NFT space, how does that translate? Can you can can one still get that feeling uh, through a digital collectible? Only so, on Logan, on, only on speed, which is what I think before before you came in when i started talking oh my when, God. I, when i was talking it, 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 it has to it has to be it's it's speed to the marketplace where you're like yes i got the one of 45 yeah yes i got the i got on the primary market i got there first yeah that's the only time you get the same type of adrenaline at least from my perspective which is why right now i'm out because Unless I have a bot, or unless I have that speed to marketplace, it's impossible. Which, yeah, so it yeah. is an, ex it is an exciting to me. And yeah. anyone who would NFT, anyone in NFTs who sent me something would be like, "Oh my god, yes, I got one of forty-eight or whatever." I got a friend who sent me that the other day, and that was the only excitement. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you from a degenerate's place where Buster literally told me not to do what I did, even though. I kind of made money technically because I bought seven booster boxes of XYs, which are worth double right now a year ago. But no, I wouldn't get the same kick on NFTs. I was ripping packs, Logan. I have 13 million followers on Instagram across pages. And I was just like ripping packs, ripping packs, ripping packs. And I'm having so much fun. And we picked three back-to-back -back Charizards, Holo, Reverse Holo. I listen. I got every single Charizard you can dream of, like even the Vivid Voltage, whatever. We just kept going, except for the old school ones. And it was so fun. And I don't think so. The answer is no. I don't think I would get that kick if it was for NFTs. So here's here's what I'll say, Logan. I. I'm a card guy to the bone and sort of denied the existence of Top Shot for the first couple of weeks I was made aware of it. Um, eventually decided to dive in. And just the alternative experience, just the difference of, of experience in a collectible world that a lot of my friends were super passionate about a month, two months ago. I went in, I bought a few highlights. I actually bought a few highlights of players that I'm friends with and then sent it to them as gifts. Um, but that got me excited in and itself. And just the, the sheer difference in acquiring it and then being able to liquidate it so quickly without the hassle, that is what got me excited. 
And one of the reasons why all I've been doing the last 24 hours is looking at Rarible, figuring out how to create, you know, my own NFTs organically. And that is something, the ability to create your own on the back end of it and the fact that anybody can do it, that's what really excites me in a way that, in a different way, not in a way that cards haven't, just in a different way. Listen, Full disclosure, I oh. would buy the fuck out of a Logan Paul NFT right now. So, so yes and no. Um, I, I wrestled with this. I, so, uh, not to plug myself, but I'm releasing my first uh, set in the, in the following weeks, and I didn't want to do uh, Logan Paul NFT solo. I'm I'm so curious to see how uh, personalities, influencer, and celebrity based NFT that don't really serve a purpose other than representing the celebrity will do. And that's why I paired it with my Pokemon. Um, release and hype around what I've built in in this box break that I have coming up. Like I, I didn't want to do just me. Like, hey, here's me, here's my face. It's tied with uh, an event, a moment in history, um, a spectacle that has a lot of excitement around it, and that I think a lot of people are going to remember probably for the rest of their lives. And so tying an NFT to that made sense to me. I don't know if I'll ever drop one randomly, just like a hey, here's here's there's this thing that I have. It's, it's almost like it, it needs to represent something or have a utility or a function or a memory that, I, in my opinion, will make it uh, more successful than just a regular old NFT. Do you think that creators could ever and will try to have NFTs in, a, in the same way as merch? I just... Dude, dude, it's already getting oversaturated. Like, I, it's been what? How long have we been talking about our NFTs for? Probably all of us in this room, like, bit. like two weeks, three weeks. Like, a minute. It's okay. Some people are veterans, but like, you know, a lot of people are are still new to this, and I, I think it's gonna get oversaturated so so quickly. So I think you gotta cut. You gotta come swinging when, when you release your NFT with something good um, and exciting. Well, I'll, t I'll just throw this at you. So if you were going down the toy aisle, and that's where I spend a lot of my time, uh, not just because I'm a nerd, but because that's what I do professionally, Yeah. Um, you would see s some of the same brands that you've seen there for 30 years, you know, G.I. Joe and Transformers and WWE and Star Wars and all that other stuff. And that's the reason why I think licensing is going to be so valuable in this space. So bingo, bingo. Yeah, I mean, what you're going to find, Logan, and I would say uh, team collectibles and cards here, is you're going to find that you're going to have all of the old standbys that have hugely emotionally vested people. And I think you used the right word when you said emotionally, Logan. Um, and they're hugely aspirational brands. But then outside of their longevity, which I think you will have, um, as long as the platforms are created uh, intelligently, um, you will also have new brands that are born. And it's going to be incredibly scattered and it's going to be incredibly uh, competitive. But I do believe that there's going to be uh, billion dollar franchises that are born out of NFTs. And I'll answer one last question, which is, you know, for me, have, being a guy that's in my 40s that have collected cards for a long time. Yeah, I think I can get a similar feel, especially in today's digital age where, you know, look, what are we doing? We're sharing our cards on Instagram. You know, I get a PSA 10 Jack Nicholas rookie. What do I do? I posted on Instagram. Hey, check it out, guys. That's a digital representation of something I feel has real physical value. If I could take that and then say, okay, 
not only does this have a physical presence, but there's going to be a one of 10 digital experience around this. I just think we're kind of in that age. I think that it is something that is uh, very relevant. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be, Farouk, you want to jump in? No, I, I was just going to agree. I, I think, mean, Logan, Logan, what do you think? I think, uh, I mean, Jeremy, you obviously have been in this, uh, the collectible space for so long. Um, you, you really think there's going to be brand new billion dollar franchise franchises that are created off the backs of NFTs? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think that what you're going to find again, every time that there is a new opportunity to celebrate content, um, there's going to be someone who does it in a way that is groundbreaking and is very appealing. And um, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take some extremely well thought out, really well structured um, and something very, very compelling. I mean, when I got involved with Pokemon 15, 16 years ago, um, the way they position it is that they have um, basically three um, they have three pillars or they used to have three pillars of content. One was video games and think about video games that since the eighties or nineties, that's been a pillar of content that's been relevant, uh, cards, which from a trading, from a trading card game basis, which is what Pokemon is born as, uh, 1993 magic, the gathering, 1999 Pokemon. Um, and then, uh, uh, TV. And TV is a medium that was created in the 1940s. So what, I, what I'm basically saying to you guys is one medium was from the 40s. One medium was from the 90s. One medium was from the 80s. Each one of those have created billion-dollar properties. And F NFT is going to be an area that's much like that. It's fascinating. You're probably what? right. You're probably right. It's just uh, it's hard to fathom right now, obviously, because it's so new. It's if, also, if it's, Jeremy Petterer is in any industry, I'm in. So if Jeremy Petterer <laughs> says, you know, Logan, I knew you, you fuck with that because I speak to Jeremy every other day. And if Jeremy says, put your money in NFT, I'm going to sell my house and put my money in NFT. And by the way, I'm Jeremy's adopted son. So by default, you know... <laughs> You, Farouk, you are, you are a man of these times. You know, you are the guy who is investing in crypto. And as soon as you wake up, before you have your orange juice and your cereal, you are looking at the crypto and how, how much yes. you made while you were sleeping. Totally. And then you run to your Pokemon box and yes. then you get your Jordans. Yes. I mean, you are a man of these times. This and guess is, what? This it fucking pays, Darren. I made 800% return on Dogecoin. After fucking Elon posted about it with Buster, and I'm proud of it. That was um, that was a ridiculous night, and I would not take any of those lessons and apply them to anything. Don't listen else. to me. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Jeremy, I have a question for you, and maybe I have, I have a question for you, Jeremy, and maybe this also goes to Logan. So, speaking about, of course, just you know those who own intellectual property and the growth of NFTs. I mean, we can start thinking of this outside of more established sports intellectual property. I mean, you mentioned TV, but even for people who own a ton of personal IP, like folks like Logan, right? Historically, that's a major opportunity for them, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you mean just extending your own brand through the expression of a new 
uh, creative medium. Absolutely. Yes, well, no doubt. Yeah, it's just it's just super interesting. I mean, those who have been creating content for years, I mean, the, the style, if if a major fan can. I mean, that has some extreme intrinsic value. Lee, to jump in, I think like the music industry is going to be very interesting to see like artists drop unique pieces with music around it. Yeah, that's super interesting. And then the other question, just back to collectibles, just Logan, while we have you here, I I think this is super interesting. You know, we've had a lot of creator conversations around, you know, potentially buying something because of the newsworthiness of it and the opportunity to create content. Is there anything that you're purchasing or looking to purchase to drive content or does everything come from just the love of the game first? uh, So for me, the love of it came first and then I realized since I'm a fucking lunatic, uh, pardon my language, that there'd be an awesome piece of content around it because, you know, at first glance, buying a box of Pokemon cards for $350,000 makes no sense at all. Um, and, and there's a story there. And in my opinion, um, it's, it can be entertaining if, if uh, narrated the right way, which, which I think we did. Um, and, then, and then secondary, I started thinking, oh, the people enjoy this. I enjoy this. I wonder how ridiculous we can get. And then through that, um, I try to combine that, that passion with my love of telling stories and thus creating content. So it's a little bit of both. I'd say like 60, 40 favoring passion. Love that. Hey, Hey, Logan, I I would say this. There's a multi-billion dollar franchise that could come out of NFT. Yeah, I think that you can actually be instrumental in creating it. It's 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 equivalent to having Bitcoin having a market cap of six hundred billion dollars. Hey, 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 Pete. 2012, are you becoming Logan in 2020, which was unfathomable in 2013? You know what I mean? Pete, Pete, I'm already on it. You don't think I'm already on it? <laughs> uh, well, you said you said it, you find it unfathomable. I was like, wait a second. No, I no, because that Jeremy set the Logan. bar high. Jeremy knows. <laughs> oh, dude, I I know way too much right now. I'm dangerous. I'll tell you that. He uh, knows everything. <laughs> so I mean, I, I believe you that you could buy one like a piece of of the original data or code just back to like Netscape browser if it was stored somewhere. The value of that today, I mean would be surreal i mean look at people like if you look at what what what's going on there with that art it's yeah really, it's mind-blowing it's really mind-blowing well one of the things that i'm super interested in is who's going to be able to take the memes and turn them into nfts right because as we all know <laughs> memes run the internet i was talking to this kid on twitter last night he made an nft series about, around twerking pepe so he took the pepe meme and made it twerk in a gif and he's 17 years old has made $80,000 in the last month and was just like this random NFT, which I'm sure, I don't know who owns the rights or the IP to the Pepe meme, but whether it's legal or not, he did it. Um, And that just makes me really, the wheel starts spinning in regards to who's going to bring the memes to NFT. But Buster, someone also started uh, like screenshotting tweets and making those into NFTs. So again, yeah, I don't know about I the right for that. But. I think Buster should. Honestly, Buster or Logan, y'all should just start doing it. Yeah, let's jam. So I got to tell you this. All right. So what's going on right now is exactly what's going to create yep. a big log jam, right? 
of NFTs that are happening. So I, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna reframe this for a moment and talk about the concept of what an NFT is versus what it we, what we look at it as today. Like right now, we look at it as there's an NBA Top Shot that lists that's that exists in this you know this 3D 2D 3D universe where you can see a clip from various angles, etc. Okay, but what if you reframe it and say, what if the next great trading card game comes out of NFTs? What if the next great piece of content that you can watch in a, in a non-linear fashion comes out of NFTs? There's just a lot where you can. There, there's a lot where you can reframe and rethink of what an NFT could possibly be. It could it could be cartoons that are that are told in a story that that you can only collect over time. It could be a book. It could be anything. So when you guys start thinking about it in terms of that and not just necessarily clip 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 or photo photo photo, there, there's just a lot that can happen. Super interesting, Logan. How do you look at it in you know sort of versus cards? particularly in regards to your excitement level for one versus the other? I think Jeremy just hit the nail on the head. Um, in my opinion, the functionality and the utility of NFTs is essentially limitless, right? Like you can do so much with NFTs, which is why I'm so excited about um, the space. I mean, with cards, obviously cards are cool. It's, it's nostalgic. Um, you can collect them, you can hold them, uh, touch them in real life, show them to your friends. But Man, everything's going digital and there's so many tentacles that you can um, attach to an NFT. I, 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 I'll go back to, I think whoever gets the, mo the most creative in, in this industry is, is, is going to win. The most creative and disruptive is going to win. You're spot on. And I think, you know, to Jeremy's point in regards to IP as well, if Nickelodeon came out with a SpongeBob NFT... Dude, I don't know about you guys, but I'd buy the shit out of that. <laughs> so, so I think how I think, much to to Jeremy's point? I think, um, and you know, Jeremy, we had this conversation the other day. It was that I, the, one of the ideas I pitched you? I think the idea of uh, applying a multi-million or billion-dollar franchise to uh, the model that is this non-fungible token area is almost guaranteed for success like you're right like if, a Sp if spongebob and nickelodeon came out with spongebob nft i love spongebob i love nfts i'm buying it yeah it's one of those things that makes in some in some instances it makes too much sense that yep. it's just like yep. wait is this gonna work yep oh it's game over when they do it yeah and look it's all about whether something's protectable or not i mean when you're launching a new brand um, you want to make sure it has a unique point of difference. You want to make sure that there's an emotional connection to it. You want to make sure that people feel aspirationally uh, interested in it. Like, would they really want to live it out or be a part of it? And then you also want to have a situation that uh, there's an escalating value uh, perspective. But nothing happens unless something's uniquely ownable. And that's the value of licenses. And that's also the value behind really good innovative ideas. And that's also the value behind you know, perhaps using this um, very unique time um, to develop things that go well beyond the, the expected. And I think that's really what you guys are saying as well. I want to just take a second. We've got a legend up on stage right now in the YouTube digital world. Danny Zappin is the founder of Maker Studios, creator, founding CEO, grew it to a billion dollar exit to disney 950 actually 500 cash plus an earn out without out danny creating the first ever user generated 
branded, integrated deal. There would I don't even think there would be YouTubers. Danny, what up? Welcome to the stage. What hey Paolo. Hey, how's it going, everybody? What's your Thanks. take on the NFT space? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm an expert on that. Like, is it like the Hello Kitty stuff? And like, what is the NFT space? I'm not really that knowledgeable, honestly. So I'm, I'm Logan, you're the expert. You guys are going to maybe work together soon. Anyways, Logan, go for it. I'm not, I'm not an expert, but here's what I know. NFT stands for non-fungible token. Uh, in that. Short, it's, it's a, it's a digital collectible and it, it's turning out that, um, there's a lot of utility, uh, that people can attach to their NFTs, whether it's an artist that, um, releases their, al their album art or, uh, or straight up an artist, like, like this guy on Instagram, Beeple, who's killing it, just auctioned off his first ever NFT, uh, a digital, a, a digital asset on a physical auction house, uh, in a physical auction house site. I think yeah. it was, I think it was Christie's, um, so yeah, it's, it's this new space where I basically, basically collectibles are moving to your phone. You'll have it in your wallet and you can show your friends from, from your device. That's awesome. I'll tell you this, there's an artist, a fine artist that has garnered hundreds of millions of dollars on a weekend doing auctions. And I'm working with him and his lawyer and partner right now on a digital product. It'd be in, it's going to be interesting to see if someone that established coming into this world, it crosses over versus someone like Beeple, who's an amazing graphic designer that just does way out shit that just goes viral and has the success he has. But I do think that all of it will have a big meteoric rise for the next five years to come for sure. So Danny, if you're not hip on it, you don't know about it, you definitely better get on it quick. Yeah, no, I, I get it now. I just, I wasn't exactly sure because I just joined, so I was just catching up. But I know non-fungible tokens, I know, I know digital collectibles, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll get on it. <laughs> also, some something interesting, Jeremy. You you jump in first. No, I was just gonna say something dumb. To be honest with you, like I I it's still new to me. Like I even three weeks ago, I'm talking to my brother, who's who's uh such a smart dude, and I was calling them non fungible tokens, and he was like, dude, he's like, if you ever want to, he's like, if you ever want to be taken seriously. You've got to at least have to know how to say the word fungible. So I, I'm just impressed that everyone's actually pronouncing it correctly. That's that's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> one one thing that I'm interested in, I wonder if it holds any weight. But the the NF any NFT is really the only thing in collectible.